Good afternoon and welcome to our very first episode of a podcast before it was cool. Today we'll have all the latest news in music and culture. I'm Cameron Phillipson. And I'm Michael Klaus. And with today's story, in the spirit of the recent holiday, we here at Before It Was Cool decided to put together our top five emo breakup songs and our top five crappy emo love songs and what each song may say about you. Alright, starting with the top five emo breakup songs. Number five, Cute Without the E by Taking Back Sunday. It's a song you refuse you're too old to enjoy at this point. Number four, The Boy Who Blocked His Own Shot by Brand New. The breakup was your fault and you know it. Number three, Thanks for the Memories by Fall Out Boy. It's a song that really made you emo in the first place. The Miserable Best Number Two by Mayday Parade. For when you want to spend the whole night wallowing in your own self-pity over the breakup. And then number one, I Miss You by Blink-182. It's a song you quoted way too many times on Facebook when you were younger. And now for the top five crappy emo love songs. Number five, Hey There Delilah by The Plain White Tees. This is the song you heard at a coffee shop and made you think, what happened to these guys? Number four, The Only Exception by Paramore. The one your mom likes. Number three, Rock Show by Blink-182, the one your dad likes. Number two, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card, the one with your favorite violin solo. And number one, Check Yes Juliet by We The Kings, the one that is totally stuck in your head and you have to play it while you're sitting in your friend's car and annoy everybody to get it out. In other news, a local bassist has joined his fifth local band, when asked about it, he said being in this many bands really allows him to expand his musical horizons. It also helps that he's the only bassist in town. When asked about the upcoming battle of the bands, he said he's not worried about it because he has a 5 out of 5 chance of winning. So we wish him the best of luck on his upcoming adventures. Thanks to all the marches and the protests going on recently, local crust punk band known for playing in the middle of the goddamn sidewalk has seen their best crowd turnout in years. A local ska band has recently been working on making a time machine in order to go back to a time when ska was still popular. When asked about it, the band had this to say. Well, honestly, we got the time machine working. The only problem is we can't quite decide when exactly ska was popular. Some are saying it was from the early 90s to like maybe 98. I'm saying personally it's from 95 to 2004. And there's some wackadoos who are saying that it's still popular today, but I don't know if I believe them, and that's not the point of this project. The point of it is that we're going to go back, bring back Ska back in its prime. And everyone here is excited to see how that one turns out. Here at Before It Was Cool, we had the opportunity to meet with a local band at their practice location before heading off on their first tour. Here is the exclusive interview. Well, first off, I'd like to say thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having us on the show. I'm super excited to be here. I'm, yeah, hold, hold on a second. Hey! Stop! I'm trying to do an interview here. Okay. Sorry about that. How does it feel to be going out on your first major tour? Oh, yeah. It's it's a huge opportunity. Uh, we're looking forward to visiting a whole lot of new cities, make you, uh, hopefully make some new fans along the way while we're out there, too. So what is the hardest part 
and just getting ready to go out on the road for the first time. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's definitely getting everything uh, organized and set up, ready to go out on the road. Give me, give me one second. Seriously, be quiet. Stop. Turn it down, like you asked. Be quiet while I do the interview. So along with your first tour, you also have your first full-length LP coming out this week. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're super excited about the album. We put a put a lot of work and time into the studio. We're super excited for everyone to hear this new album. We put a, a lot of work on it. I don't think the world's ready for a new album. It's going to be it's going to be mind-blowing, man. And what do you think will your fans love the most about this new album? Oh yeah, we're we're super excited. There's there's a ton of just really cool guitar parts in this one. Uh, give me a minute. Well, thank you for coming on this show, and good luck on your tour. Oh yeah, man, thanks for stopping by. In recent news, the Wonder Years released a new single titled Sister Cities. They continue to evolve the sound from their last album. Melodically, it sounds very similar to singer Dan Campbell's solo project, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. It was not nearly as sad as I was expecting from a new Wonder Years sound, especially considering how incredibly depressing Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties is. Aside from a new album coming out later in April, Wonder Years have announced tours across Europe and the U.S. Jack White has also recently released a few new singles within the past couple of months. Fans' reactions have been ranging from, huh? To, I don't really even understand it. And the most common response, it's Jack White, so it still has to be good. Capitalizing on the recent resurgence of emo music, Senses Fail has released a new song that sounds exactly like Senses Fail. There are rumors that their next single may be titled, I just broke my heart, or maybe that was my hip. Alternative pop artist Marion Hill has really stepped out of her comfort zone with her new single. The track is called Subtle Things. The track features a minimalist drum beat, synthesizer effects on a loop, and a catchy chorus with various vocal effects and various different pitches. We here are looking forward to seeing what other new things she is going to bring to the table on her new album. And now, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for bringing you this podcast today. Before You're Up Coffee House. That coffee house you see every day on the way back from work and think, I'll have to go there sometime. We have a wide variety of menu items, many of which you can't pronounce, including various vegan items, which are $3 extra. Enjoy the experience of an acoustic band that brought their drummer for some reason. Panic while you're next in line and still have no idea what you're getting. And uncomfortably shout your order for a green tea over the acoustic band that's playing way too loud. Find a corner for you to sit by yourself and burn your tongue on your first sip of tea. Not along to the band and act like you're actually enjoying it. Pretend that someone's calling you and walk out the store, and then proceed to tell your friends how awesome this place actually is. Before you're up coffee house, because that Starbucks got too crowded. And we're back with more news here. In response to the rising popularity of craft beer, many hipsters are now switching back to light beer. When asked about it, a local man said he knew it was time to switch back when he saw his dad order a double IPA at Chili's. He said he's excited to get back to the crisp, refreshing taste of PBR, which he thought had always been a very underrated beer. 
In response, local dive bars are changing absolutely nothing. Local guitar store employee has slowly died inside after hearing, I'm just browsing, for the fifth time in a row. Working solely on commission, the employee politely asked the customer that's been playing that $3,000 tailor for the past two hours what his budget was. The customer sort of glanced at him, then looked down and said, Oh, I'm just browsing. The employee, while screaming inside, collected himself and said, Okay, let me know if you have any questions. Once the customer was done playing, he felt obligated to buy a new pack of strings. After he spent that $5 on those strings, he felt that his obligation to the store had been fulfilled. A new music venue will be opening in town later this week. The venue features a full bar and will host musical acts every weekend. Located far away from anything convenient, we had the opportunity to interview the new owner. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Uh, I'm personally very excited about having a new venue here in town. So I guess my first question is going to be, what inspired you to open a new venue like this one? Well, I've always been a big fan of music, and I've always wanted to support the local scene. That's why I decided to open this place up and try to create the most authentic dive bar experience. So when you walk in, I want you to immediately get that familiar sense of stickiness that the floor has, along with the weird haziness in the room, despite the fact that you're not really allowed to smoke there, and the band playing doesn't have a fog machine. I strategically placed the bar right next to the stage. That way you never actually get the drink you ordered, and so the band can take shots in between sets. I can tell you definitely put a lot of work into the bathroom as well. Well, that one was actually an easy one. We really just wanted our patrons to feel unsafe and unclean when entering our restrooms. That's why we strategically placed an empty PBR can in the urinal, and we really wanted to drive home that sense of local support by plastering band stickers all over the place. And what about that sound system we have set up there on stage? Well, you see, this one we actually really wanted to get right. And so we sat for hours in our meeting room, thinking about how we make this as authentic as possible. And then, just like that, we all unanimously said, just make it fucking loud. So we got rid of our nice new sound system and replaced it with this beauty that we found on Craigslist. And going back to the bar, I noticed that you have a few beers on tap. Oh yeah, um, those are broken. We broke them. And we are never fixing them. Are any of the wells reasonably priced? Oh yeah, the wells are actually pretty reasonably priced. It's anything beyond that that is ridiculous. Because nice liquor is expensive. I would definitely say you've nailed that authentic dive bar experience. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I just really wanted to make this authentic. This actually used to be an Olive Garden. And we thank that owner for creating a truly authentic dive bar experience. Which leads us into our next segment. We appreciate you. To the goth kid wearing trip pants and a sweater in the middle of a summer music festival, I look at you in awe in my sweat-drenched tank top and shorts and wonder, how are you completely dry? We truly appreciate you. And to the man who's not afraid to make his own mosh pit at a show, your confidence and lack of personal space is truly admirable. We appreciate you. To Vans High Tops, being able to make us still look hip in our 30s, we appreciate you. And to all the bassists of the world, we appreciate you, because we know your band doesn't. And to you, the person listening to this podcast, we definitely appreciate you, as you bared with us this entire first episode. 
Join us next time on A Podcast Before It Was Cool when we answer the age-old question, how many songs do you need to know to justify wearing that Misfits shirt? The answer may surprise you. And once again, thank you so much for joining us here. I'm Cameron Phillipson. And I'm Michael Klaus. And this was a podcast before it was cool. We'll see you next time.